Welcome to Speaking the Truth in Agape Love Podcast. We are hosts, Chad Mitchell and David Finch. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. I'm Chad Mitchell. I'm David Finch. Uh, Glad to be back with you. Tonight we're going to be studying Practice Makes Perfect. And so we're looking forward to a good Bible study with you. Um, We will make this quick. Just kind of run through the things. You guys know the drill. You got a question, send us an email um, at truthinagapelove at gmail.com. The link to the email is in the description, so you can just click on that, copy it, paste it, ask us a question. We'd love to have a study with you or answer your question. You got something bothering you? Great. Even better, if you're in the area, come ask in person. That's right. We'd love to have you. Um, Our worship service is 10 a.m. Sundays, every Sunday, uh, 10 a.m. is our Bible class study. It's an open discussion study. You're welcome to come uh, join in on that. And then our worship service is 11 a.m. Um, for our worship service. And then Bible study Wednesday evenings at 7.30. And it's at 370 North Schilling, Blackfoot, Idaho. As we always mention, we're on the way to Yellowstone, two hours from Yellowstone. Uh, so if you're fitting in that last minute last of the summer vacation we'd love to have you we really haven't had too many this year yet no we haven't been kind of weird yeah maybe it's because we're inviting you <laughs> like well we're but not we're, going we're, there we're right next to the big old idaho potato yeah, museum. Idaho potato museum you stop in check that out yeah how many people have a potato museum in their backyard and a big old potato out in front of it that's right we're kind of special but uh You'll know that if you come and visit. In our own minds, we're (laughs) special. Um, But no, you're welcome. We'd love to have you. We love studying the Bible. That's why we're here, putting out this podcast, uh, you know, uh, trying to get out to those who want to study the Bible and, and, um, you know, love spiritual things. So that's why we're here. And so uh, with that, we'll... Jump right in, yeah. I guess, Dave. Let's unless get going. you got something to add to that. No, I think you did good. All right, good. So, like Chad mentioned, the uh, the title of the the sermon was "Practice Makes Perfect," but I, I picked that title because it's it's a concept that we all are familiar with. It's something that we hear about all the time. Yeah, you know, growing up in sports, at work, at school, you know, practice makes perfect. Practice makes perfect. Just about everywhere you go, that's where you hear. Well, as it comes to your Christian walk, it's no different. You know, you need to practice righteousness. Yeah. It, you don't just wake up one morning and you're a righteous person. Mm-hmm. You know, you need to you need to practice it. Um, David and Catherine, a couple of members here, they have a, a picture hanging on their wall at, at their office. And it says, excellence is not an act. It's a habit. Mm-hmm. And I really like that. And, and I thought about that coming into this lesson because it's true you know you can't act being righteous it you got to make it a habit you got to make it a part of your life you know as we see in first timothy 6 12 through 14 and actually i'm going to back up to verse 11 through 14 of first timothy 6 says but you O man of god flee these things and pursue righteousness godliness faith Love, patience, gentleness. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life to which you were also called. And have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. I urge you in the sight of God who gives life to all things. And before Christ Jesus who witnessed the good confession before Pontius Pilate. That you keep this commandment without spot. Blameless. Until the Lord Jesus Christ appearing. So when you think about it, you know, as it's talking about fighting the good fight and and living blamelessly, you know, this doesn't happen overnight. You got to work on it. You got to continually practice being righteous. You know, mm-hmm. and and make it a part of your life by by doing the right things one step at a time. Well, and like just brushing your teeth. Right. Um, they say if you can get through three weeks of, of a routine, yep, it'll just be habit. And you know, um, same with washing your hands. Everyone washes their hands 
in in a certain way, you know. And uh, fun story, you know. There's this uh, episode where this guy did it the same way he always does, and he missed so much, you know, on his hands. So they that's why they came out with wash twenty seconds, you mm-hmm. know, because if you're doing it twenty seconds, you you go above and beyond what you typically do washing your hands. Anyway, mm-hmm. long story short, uh, <laughs> Maxwell Maltz in the 1960s published a book called Psycho-Cybernetics. And in his book, he says it takes 21 days to make it a habit. Just like you're saying, three yeah. weeks. Yeah. You know, and so this morning, uh, or this evening, I wanted to point out some things that we need to work on individually and we need to work on as a congregation. Mm-hmm. You know, working together and working in harmony with the truth. But throughout this this study, it's going to be centered around practice makes perfect, right? So, the first thing I want to look at is we need to practice making good choices. Uh, Chad, do you want to read Deuteronomy 30, 19, and 20? You bet. It says, I call heaven and earth as witness today against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you and your descendants may live, that you may love the Lord your God, that you may obey his voice, and that you may cling to him, for he is your life, and the length of your days, and that you may dwell in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give them. Okay. So every day, we wake up, and we have nothing but choices ahead of us. Yeah. Every day. And uh, along with these choices, this is why, this is where we need to seek to be pleasing to the Lord in all of our choices. You know, as as we know that the Lord is the excellent one, and we are seeking to be like Him, we need to make it our habit to make the right choices and choose to do good. You know, it, it it's a choice. Now, the, the hard part behind making these good choices, though, is... It also means you have to deny what you want in a lot of cases. You know, this is also what Christ was telling Peter in John 21, verse 18. Now, this is uh, after Christ rose from the grave. He says to Peter, he says, Most assuredly, I say to you, when you were younger, you girded yourself and walked where you wished. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hand. And another will gird you and carry you where you do not wish. Now, in this, I don't want to take it out of context. In this, Christ was speaking to Peter about the death that he would sign, or this signifies the death that Peter would glorify God with. You know, he's going to be led to his crucifixion. He's going to be led to his death. But it applies very much the same way in our Christian walk with the Lord. Because what we are doing is we are seeking to let God have control over our lives, which means allowing Him to guide you. You know, as as you are a babe in Christ, though, you, you still tend to make the wrong choices. It's harder, you know, because you're still seeking to please self. But then as you mature in the Lord, you begin to realize that you perhaps need to make the hard choices that you don't want to make necessarily. You know, that is allowing God to direct you. You know, there there are times when you you may need to have a conversation with somebody that you don't want to have, you know. But whereas in, you know, you were first a babe in Christ, you know, you let's say for example, you see a brother sinning. Well, when you're a babe in Christ, you don't want to approach that, so you just kind of tell yourself <laughs> some along the lines of, "Well, maybe that'll just work itself out." Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to deal with that. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to approach that. Yeah. But then, as you grow in the Lord, here's where perhaps you recognize that you're the one that needs to be the one to lovingly go to your brother mm-hmm. and tell him his his erring ways. You know, even if it means he's going to flip out on you. Even if it means he's going to smack you in the face or whatever, you do it because you love them. Mm-hmm. You do it because you care for their soul. That is allowing God 
to guide you. That is allowing him and his word to direct your steps. That's not easy. No. And But you need to make those right choices, you know. And the more you you make the right decisions, make the right choices, the stronger you will be for the Lord. And that's the whole point behind it. Just some dad. Oh no, I just it's it, whenever you do have to confront a brother or sister, you know, it's not um fun. The thing is, one thing that we have to keep in mind is you need to go to them first privately. Um because if you the easy thing to do is go find another brother and be like, "Dude, did you hear what so and so's doing?" Yeah. And then that just starts a whole nother thing. Okay. Before you start bringing it to other people's attention, you need to go directly to them because it might be a misunderstanding. You know? Right. Um, you may, you know, have the wrong idea. And actually, what you probably want to do is go tell everyone else about this brother's it's fault. Very, it's way easier to go tell That's someone right. else. Like. You, That's it, what you do in high school, right? Yeah, like, like it, it's way easier to talk to everyone else in the congregation except the person that you should have talked to. That's right. And so we have to be very careful that we don't do that. And there's instruction. God gives us instruction on how to do that. Yeah. And I can't think of it right now, but it's just... Matthew 18. There you go. Matthew 18. Uh, you go to that brother first. If they won't listen to you, then you take someone with you. Yeah. If they still won't listen, then you have to tell everyone what's yeah. going on. And I'm going to say nine times out of ten, you can deal with the problem just you, too. That's right. What you say? And that's that's actually the whole reason why you go to them. That's right. Because you I've heard of stories. Under the mud. I think Tamika has a story about yeah. um, someone that she finally went to, and it was a total misunderstanding. Yeah. And and it was it was able to be worked out quick, um, and not become a huge issue throughout the church. Right, right. And and another another thing about it that you may not realize is that if you don't deal with it, yeah. Let's just say you 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 want to bottle it up. Mm -hmm. You're gonna have and let's say it's it's a uh, misunderstanding. Mm -hmm. Like let's say for example, Chad, you you have done something that offended me, but you didn't mean to. It was mm -hmm. you know. But I don't say anything to you, and I, I keep it bottled up. Every time I hear you talk, mm -hmm. every time I'm around you, yeah. that thing is going to fester inside me. Let's yeah. say, uh, uh, I'm trying to use an, an example. Uh, I'm hoping you don't I come thought, up with something yeah, I know. here. Like. Like, let's just say, for example, <laughs> I, I thought you, you meant to be rude to me about something. Right. But you had no idea you oh, were even rude, that, right? That kind of thing happens all the time. Yeah. And and so let's say that that happened, but then now every every conversation you have with me or with someone else, yeah, I'm gonna almost automatically assume the worst in you in that situation, in the other situation, yeah. And so everything's gonna get bottled up inside, mm -hmm. whereas none of that would have happened if I just talked to you to begin with, yeah. And and all of that strife, all of that anger that I bottled up against mm -hmm. you, mm -hmm. was all for nothing, yeah. You know, and I've personally experienced this where I went directly to a brother and told him, Hey, this is what I seen. It's not a good look. You know? Yeah. And if I would have went around him to the rest of the congregation, it would not have been good. Right. Because he realized and he did something immediately about it and fixed the problem. Right. And it wasn't that there was anything bad going on. It's how it looked. That's okay? right. Without going into any details, because I'm not going to do that. I'm just saying, I seen something, and he was like, oh, yeah, that's not good. I need to fix this. And he did. And it was between him and I. And yeah. it's for me to forget. Well, and and, and 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 anyways, it could have been a whole big, huge thing. That's right. That would have possibly split the church, or caused people to fall away, or whatever. It, it could have yeah. caused way more damage if I would have wouldn't have done exactly what. And it just to me, it, it proved to me that this example that we're given was the way to do it. 
Yeah. That's why God gave it to us. It's almost like God knew what he was talking yeah. about. It was. It <laughs> was. Figure. Serious. And, and that's, that's what I, that's how, and I learned a lot from that situation. Yeah. And, and so it's very important, like, th- that we do this the right way. Yeah. And, you know, uh, the most, the biggest problem behind all of it is that you're dealing with a brother who is separated from God. Yeah, that, and that's the worst part. That's is, the worst part. So if you don't say something to them and you yes. you continue, let's say for example they didn't realize that it's it's sinful to do something, yeah. you know, and you don't call them out on it, mm-hmm. they're going to continue on doing. Yeah, it. that's the worst part. Is you can maybe help a brother or sister, um, you know, get themselves get rid of the sin. That's right. Get themselves right. But even more to bring this back with what we're talking about. Um, our main job is to tell others about Christ, right? Yeah. We sing the song, you never mentioned him to me. Yeah. That's what we're talking about, right? That's right. And and that is that is huge. Like, we don't want to be that. Yeah. <laughs> I have, a, I have a, a saying on my wall. I'd rather have a thousand say to me on that day, on, ju- on the judgment day, I heard you preach, and you hurt my feelings. Right. Rather than hearing one soul say, I heard you preach, but you never told me the whole truth. Yeah, you know? exactly. And and that's really what we're dealing with. Yeah. You know, you're dealing with an erring brother. Mm-hmm. He is, you're going to him because he is separated from God. Mm-hmm. As you see it. I mean, it, it's as you see it. That's why you go to them one-on-one, because maybe it's not the case. You know, maybe you just misunderstood it. Whatever it is, that's why you go to them one-on-one, because maybe it's not the case, or maybe it can just be handled. Maybe they didn't realize they're doing it. Yeah, and you can't have double standards either, because you could bring this a whole other element into this and be like, well, we can't really correct him because, man, he gives uh, way more money <laughs> yeah. every week than... Yeah. Like, he gives the church way more money than anyone else, so we kind of leave him alone. Oh, so you're telling me there's a double standard? If you have money, yep. you can get away with it. Says, That's not how it works. That no, shows no partiality. No, we, we each put our leg, our pants on one leg at a time. That's okay? right. I don't care who you are. We're all equal. And, yeah. and so... Um, we can't let that be a, a, a thing either. Well, I'd go talk to brother so-and-so about this problem that he's entangled in. But I don't want to make him mad and make him leave because that'll be like half our income. You know, well, that's not what it's about. That's exactly why Paul went to Peter, because Peter was showing a double standard. Yeah. He tried to get up and separate himself from the Gentiles when the Jews came around. Yeah. And God shows personal favoritism to no man. Yeah. And so that's why Paul had to correct it. Actually, in front of everyone too. That's because the beauty. He did it publicly. That's the beauty of God's word. Yeah, um, it's for everyone. There's no partiality. Romans two eleven, by the way. There you go. But yeah, in, in Galatians two, that's where we see Paul approaching Peter because Peter was showing a double standard. He was showing partiality, and you can't do that. Yeah, and so we can't be guilty of the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. It doesn't matter if they give everything to the Lord. Do you have your faith in the Lord, or do you have your faith in Him? Yeah. In, in the one who's able to give. And I'm just bringing that example in because we've got to be careful. If, oh, if, yeah. there's, if there's someone who needs correction, it doesn't matter who they are, what they do, or what they've done. Yeah. You know, Aren't they still separated from God? Yeah. Do you not care about their soul? Yeah, exactly. That's really what it boils down to, but that's also something that you recognize as you grow stronger in the Lord. Yeah. When you're a babe in Christ, you don't recognize all of that, you know? Mm-hmm. You don't recognize it. Well, he's he's walking away from the Lord. That's that's not what you're <laughs> you're still wrestling with the flesh and, and changing your life. So you're not thinking about the, the spiritual side of things. And as you mature, yeah, that's when you start to recognize the spiritual side of things. Mm-hmm. Their soul is in jeopardy. And just like something that you mentioned earlier, when you're in your youth, some of that stuff doesn't matter. The older you get, yeah. the more you realize that things don't matter. A lot of things uh, don't matter to an older person that might really matter to a younger person. Yeah. You know, whether right. it's style or, you know, possessions, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, 
It is funny how you grow up and all those things that you thought matter just don't anymore. Don't anymore, yeah. <laughs> you know, with kids, you and I both, Jen, I'm sure you deal with it with your kids too. You're like, what does it matter if your shoes don't match your outfit? <laughs> like, yeah. With girls, like, who cares? Yeah. Well, you know? and, and just like I, I talked to a guy today at work, a customer, and uh, this week I've been dealing with lots of customers because I'm, I'm filling in for one of our uh Oh, I don't know what you'd call them. Anyways, I'm I'm dealing with walk-in customers, and and uh, this guy says, "Hey, do you know anyone who's looking to buy a project?" And I'm like, huh, "Not me. I got plenty of them, you know." <laughs> and um, he's an older guy, and he's been fixing up this '62 Chevy. Okay. Huh. And he's got it all ready for paint. But he's done with it. He's like, I got, I'm working on El Camino. I don't got time to work on this one, and I don't need this many projects. I'm getting old. I don't, I don't need a project. I want to sell this one because I can't do both of them. Right. And at one time when he was younger, it was a big deal. He need, he wanted to do all these projects, but now he's trying to like pawn them off on someone else. You know. <laughs> yeah. He's asking me if I'm like, I don't, I don't know anyone who needs that another project, but. So I guess, folks, if someone's looking for a '62 Chevy to restore, I know a guy. Okay, <laughs> Chad knows a guy. But give it, him a call. It, it made me think um, how now this guy is realizing it's not that important to him anymore. Yeah, because we get older and tired, and priorities change. Priorities change, and we realize, yeah. oh, maybe Dave. All you gotta do is get on um, primetime auctions. And go through an estate sale, and oh, it's almost—it's almost sad to see all this stuff for sale. Yeah, that it was someone's prize, like full tackle boxes and all this stuff that only means something in a short period of time. And I'm sorry, I don't mean to be getting too off track, but yeah. Well, like I don't even know what made me think of this, but it just made me think like it's not important. Some of that stuff's just not important anymore. Yeah, and. Yeah, all that stuff you can't take with you. And I'm, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, as priorities change, that's a lot like your Christian walk, too. Yeah. Your your earthly things change. And I guess that's what we're and, talking about. That's right. And so as you, as you go through it, make the right choices. We need to understand what's important. And, yeah. and being right with God is the most important thing above all of these things. Yeah. That's it. Amen to that. Yeah. Absolutely. That's it. And um, this leads us actually right into the, the next point. I meant to do that. You did good. <laughs> Man, you're getting good at this thing. <laughs> Just kidding. Total accident. Total accident. But we need to practice the fruits of the Spirit. Yeah. Do you want to read Galatians 5, 22 through 26? This here we're, we're, it tells us about the fruits of the Spirit. Okay. And... Uh, 22 through 26. Here goes. Yeah. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. And those who are Christ's have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another in envying or envying one another. Yeah. Okay. So here we see the fruits of the Spirit. Now, Chad, can you wake up just one day out of nowhere and have self-control? No. <laughs> it takes practice and patience mm-hmm. and, you know, everything that goes along with, with achieving self-control. And what's funny is, I haven't met anyone who says they have self-control. Mm-hmm. But I have met people who have self-control. And mm-hmm. what I mean by that is you look at him, you're like, man, I would have flipped out in that case. Yeah. He showed self-control. But to him, he's like, well, I, I can be better, you know. <laughs> but that's that's the beautiful thing about it. As you continue to practice it, practice self-control, the next time you, you face something that, you know, you can lose control over, like, somebody cutting you off in the road, right? Yeah. Next time, maybe you can do better. You know, make mm. the right choice today and then, you know, continue to practice mm. self-control. You're not going to get it overnight. And especially, like, 
you know, joy and peace. You know, I think of these two as you're dealing with, you know, trials and tribulations throughout your life. As you're dealing with it. Dude, you're not going to... As you're, as you're struggling, having just joy. Yeah. Being joyous during it and, and having this peace that surpasses all understanding, right? That doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. It's, you know, the more you struggle the more you realize that God is in control. You know, and so the the more times you go through it, the more you're willing to let God take that control, mm-hmm. you know, versus trying to just take all the control and do it yourself. That's the hardest part. And so practicing the fruits of the Spirit allows you to more and more to give more to the Lord, you know, have more faith in the Lord. So, folks, I want... Next time you're um, in line waiting for your food, <laughs> I want you to say these words. Um, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, <laughs> self-control. Yeah. Because that's tough sometimes. It is. You know, I, I think of the dog. We've got a dog, um, Milo. And... When it's time to eat, he has zero self control. <laughs> like he would if he could jump high enough, he'd be in your lap in the middle of your lap getting your food from you. Yeah. He has he can't wait. It's just <laughs> beyond what he can control. He's just oh, give me my food, you know. Yeah. And then he gets the food and he just vacuums it down so fast. <laughs> and if 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 we gave him more, he would eat it. Like he has good thing we're because when we first got him we were giving him too much food, and he was eating it all, and he'd go eat someone else's food, and um, there was no self-control, and he started That's gaining weight, and we're like, what is going on? So we really had to start watching him and, and controlling him, but if we weren't there, he would just eat until he exploded, yeah. you know? And so I think of that in this instance. We have to control ourselves and and um, have self-control and not indulge in the 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 fleshly things um really got to train ourselves yeah to to do spiritual things yeah that's right and you know it's funny cuz for a long time it seemed like every time i went in line at the grocery store mm-hmm. the person in front of me mm-hmm. something happened yeah. and it was it's funny because it's like every time and then you look <laughs> You look over to the one, and the guy yes. that you decided not to take the line is walking out the door. Yeah. He's already gone With through. With his groceries, and he has like this, like this cart full, full of him. Yeah. And he had this cart full of groceries. Oh, I'm like, sure. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? Over time, I just learned to. You it doesn't to. matter. I'll just. I'll wait. Yeah. And, Long suffering, David. But Long you, know, suffering. you know what's funny about that, though? Is then a lot of times a person in front of you that was. Dealing with all of it, you know, they turn around. And, Thank you for your patience. Mm, yeah, sorry for this. that. Right there is worth it all. Yeah. You know, because it's like it's fine. You know, things happen. Well, and, and it, <clears throat> another thing too is it's it a part of it is being that um, spiritual light. Yeah, like being a bright light in a dark world. That's right. You know, because if you practice those things, people are going to notice that you're different. You know, and and that's important. We 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 need to be different, and people need to see a difference in us, so that it gives us opportunities. Yeah, you know, and those little things—that's a lot of times what they notice. Mm. You know, <clears throat> it's funny because my dad was talking about how him and my other my brother mm. that happened to them in line, and they were just sitting there waiting, you know, calmly waiting. And this le- the the one that was happening to turned around and said, "You must be Christians." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And what was funny is they weren't. They're not trying to to show off or anything. It was just, mm-hmm. was, yeah, we're patient, like, yeah, because they've been practicing. It's, being it's abnormal. I I spent some time in Southern California twenty years ago, and I used to say that people would rather shoot you than look at you down there. And they're just <laughs> angry people. Like they don't want to talk. You can't go ask for directions at a gas station. Don't do it. Right. Um. As you're conversing at a gas station, buying something, they won't even talk to you. I don't know what it's like now, but that was 20 years ago. And uh, I came home up through Utah, 
And it really struck me how differently people treated each other the closer I got to Idaho. Yeah. Just how much more friendly everyone was. Yep. Everyone down there was just mad at the world. That's what I love about the small town Phil. Well, and that's probably a lot of it. It's just, I'm used to people being courteous and kind and, you know, wishing you a good day. Yeah. All the time. And we just get used to that. And then you go somewhere else and that doesn't happen. And, And so... I felt the same thing, and I went to New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You hold the door open, they don't look at you. No, they just walk through. If they hold the door open for you and you say thank you, they look at you like you're crazy. Yeah. And I'm like, sorry for talking to you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and So, I don't know. It's just part of being a, a good person, you know? Yeah. But all of this takes practice. So, if you live in that area... Oh, that's true. If, if you live in that area, you know, it, it may be a longer road for you to, to show that kind of patience and mm-hmm. and everything than if you live in a small town but then if you live in a small town you're going to struggle with other things mm-hmm. you know everyone has their their weaknesses mm-hmm. and we're all trying to just practice all the fruits of the spirit you know let's say oh go ahead let's say for example you know you got joy down mm-hmm. well then you're going to be struggling with something else mm-hmm. so if you got that down then let's start working on another Fruit of the Spirit, you know. Mm-hmm. Let's try to get all of it in there. Yeah. I'm just going to tell a story on my dear mother. She's, um, <laughs> we went to D.C. about four or five years ago on Veterans Day. It was a real fun trip, my folks and I and my wife. And um, anyways, we rode the subway all the time because we didn't want to rent a car because parking costs way too much. And that was an experience, okay? Uh, the thing about my mom is... <laughs> And I would tell her, I'm like, Mom, these people are not used to someone talking to them, okay? <laughs> but Your mom is a talkative person. She did not let that stop her. She sat down, and she would start talking to anyone on this. And immediately, they know she ain't from around here, okay? <laughs> yeah. The funny thing was, is every time, she was received very well. Like, they knew that she was different, and like... By the time we get off the the subway, she knows they know everything about us. She knows everything about them. They're and and in in twenty minutes maybe made someone's day. You know, right? And for me, I'm just like, don't talk to no one because this is like we're way out of our element. Yeah. But she just couldn't help herself, and maybe it would have gone bad for her one out of ten times. But it made me think, maybe we should all... I mean, if everyone did that, how much happier would those folks be in that town? Right. <laughs> well, and you know, what's funny is is that's actually what I would say in about New York. It's not Same that thing. It's not that they're rude. They just stick... They mind their own business. Yeah, exactly. Because that's what everyone does. Yeah. In a small town, that's not what people do. No. It's just not. You know, we talk to one another... Mm-hmm. We wave to people yeah. as we're driving down the road, and they're driving past us. We wave to sure. them because we know them. You know, yeah. it's that kind of feel. But so if you grow up in a small town, that's what you're used to. So then when you go to a big city mm-hmm. like California or, or New mm-hmm. York, yeah, people are the same. They just mind their own business. Yeah, and I don't think that anyone ever received her the wrong way. Yeah. Like when we were on our trip. I don't think anyone took offense to it or nothing they in, in in fact they were probably encouraged you know yeah. um and and that's exactly what we're talking about is like you know trying to be different and encourage people and practice showing that joy yeah joy yeah. we're happy why because we have a hope that's right you know uh, our sins have been forgiven why why wouldn't we be happy exactly yeah mm-hmm. absolutely yeah yeah and then um Maybe we got a little too off track. No, huh? that's fine, though, because the more you practice, that's what makes you stronger in the Lord. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, and and sometimes we it's difficult for us to talk to people. Oh, yeah. Like, um, and so if we practice it, it gets easier, doesn't it? That's right. Um, even just, like, for us men getting up and, and speaking in an assembly... That's tough yeah. for anyone. Getting up leading prayer or prayer or songs or anything. But yeah. guess what? The more you do it, the easier it gets. Yeah. The more practice, the more easy it gets. 
and before long it's like old hat you know what's funny is so when i was before i was a preacher mm-hmm. you know i was talking to a preacher and i was like do you still get nervous when you get up yeah and he's like no not even a little mm-hmm. and i never understood that until i became a preacher i'm mm-hmm. like it's just another day yeah yeah <laughs> I always get up, you know? Mm-hmm. Like like every morning you kind of joke with me because I'm like, hey, do you guys need me to help with anything? You're like, can you preach? I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Joking around, of sure, course. Sure, sure. You know, it, you get used to it. Mm-hmm. You know, just like Chad, I'm sure you don't get nervous getting up to lead singing or no. lead prayer. I don't, you still may to lead a lesson. Yeah. You know, but if you did it every Sunday, mm-hmm. You and that's why we anymore. do it. That's why we practice. Right. And just uh, today, I was talking to a guy about sharpening knives. This guy's a knife maker. And one thing that stuck out to me, he says, oh, yeah, sharpening knife's easy for me. He's like, it's no big deal. And I'm like, well, you're about one out of 10 to 100 people that would say that. <laughs> yeah. That it's easy to I sharpen a knife. I can't tell you how many knives I've screwed up trying to I sharpen know, I, and I don't know anyone who's listening if you've ever tried to sharpen a knife. This guy says it's easy, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but guess what? That's his profession. And you want to know something? He's practiced hours and hours and hours and hours to That's do right. it. That's right. In fact, he won Forged in Fire, that TV show. He won. Oh, really? Yeah. It, it's been wow. about four or five years ago. He was the winner. He built a like a... Oh, what's the Jack Reaper carry? That big, like, what's oh, that? Oh, the Seath? Yeah. He built one of those, and that's how he won the Forge and Fire. I think I've seen that one, actually. Yeah. Huh. Anyways, um, he's a cool guy, um, and I was talking to him today. He bought some metal from us, and uh, he just lives down the road from the shop. And um, But I was thinking, I was like, well, yeah, it's easy for you. But think about it. It's easy for some people to be a nurse or a doctor. Guess yeah. what? You you do not want me being a nurse or a doctor, okay? <laughs> no I got way. I got duct tape and a towel. That's right. I'll fix anything, okay? But that's not my. But I'm not good at that. I got some fish hooks and some <laughs> yeah. right, right. And and so, guess what? We all have our talents. I can grab a weld machine, and I can, man. Yeah. That I I'm, I can I can find my way very well around a weld machine. Okay, that's my thing. And guess what? I have hours and hours and hours and hours of practice to but, learn that. And, and that's what we're talking about. How to work about. on metal? Yeah. And and this uh, Brandon's his name, um, sharpening knives. He's got hours and hours and hours and hours and hours yeah. to learn how to do that. Same with you. You've put hours and hours and hours into studying the Bible and perfecting delivering a message to someone. Right. You have tons of hours in that. Um, and we could go on and on and on. Um, you know, different professions. Firefighters, right. they put hours and hours and hours and hours into training so that when the fire comes, they're ready. Yeah. They know which gear, they boom, they throw it on. In 10 seconds, they're out the door on the fire truck headed for the fire. But the hours and hours and hours and hours of preparation That's that it right. took for them to be ready to do that is is exactly what we're talking about here. Because if we're going to be a, a Christian, we got to put hours and hours and hours and hours into studying and being ready and That's being right. ready for every question that's going to be thrown at us. You and know, you and still will never be ready, but... No, we're not going to be ready. The, the more you will be prepared for it. And every one of these people that I'm talking about, do we get challenged? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I've been on some welding jobs that I'm like, oh, I don't know if I can <laughs> yeah. finish this, okay? You've been in situations where you're like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. Brandon, I'm sure, been in situations where he's backed into a corner firefighters they get into a different situation oh we didn't train for this what do i do yeah you know all these people that we're talking about nurses they they see new stuff all the time well this is new i haven't come across this yeah you know whether it's a strange illness or whatever that's right um and so there's always room for improvement yeah you're never going to be perfect at it yep but you're going to be good at it and you gotta practice and be good at it. You know what's funny is is I'll come across people asking questions where like a year ago I wouldn't have known the answer. Sure. But 
now because mm-hmm. I, I continued in the word, mm-hmm. I can answer it. Yeah. You know, and uh, that's one thing that I loved about co-evangelizing with Patrick for like five years. Mm-hmm. You know, we would sit down and study with somebody, and uh, we just, it's funny because we paired beautifully together. Because he's very intelligent, and he uses big words, big fancy words, but that's just his vocabulary. Mm-hmm. So he would, you know, if he could talk over people's heads if they weren't of the same intelligence. Whereas in, I am not that, <laughs> I am stupid compared to him, you know. I was never book smart. I never liked reading in school, so I'm not book smart. Yeah. I could, I could address and I could play to the ones that he would talk over. And he could play to the ones that, you know, talked over my head. So it, we just paired beautifully together. But I learned a lot from him, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I learned how to adapt a lot. You know, how he approaches some questions, I adapted those to help me, you know. But that's, we're actually going to talk about that in a little bit, but that's working together mm-hmm. for the common good, you know. But we would have never gotten that way if we didn't practice together. Yeah. You know, just sitting down together. Well, and even the apostles had to do that. That's you know? right. They had to work together. Yeah. And, you know. and they also had to practice putting on the fruits of the Spirit. And, and a lot of times when you are practicing, you have to learn from your mistakes. Like Chad Welding, you yeah. know. I'm sure you messed up a lot. Oh, sure. And you learned from those mistakes. Oh, yeah. You know, it, again, it's no different as as a child of God. Mm-hmm. We learn from our mistakes, you know. But this is what, what makes me think of Peter. Peter had a lot of shortcomings, you know. And a lot of times <laughs> I like Peter because I see the human side of him. Mm-hmm. You know, where Paul... It was almost like he was superhuman, where he would—he was so willing to suffer. I'm like, man, I can't see myself just <laughs> willing to suffer like that, because he suffered over and over again, and he was happy to do it. You know, where as in with Peter, he was faced with something. You know, denying Christ, he was—he was faced with it, with that decision, and he, like a lot of people, probably would have denied him. Mm-hmm. You know. Because when you're in that position, in that situation, you never know how you're going to react until you're there, right? Mm-hmm. But, but Peter, you know, in, in Matthew 16, 21 through 23, there Peter tried to rebuke Jesus. Like, can you imagine trying to tell Jesus, this is not going to happen to you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then... In Matthew 17, 1 through 6, the, the transfiguration of Jesus, you know, when, when Moses and Elijah were standing before Christ, he wanted to build three tabernacles. Yeah. You know, one for Moses, one for Elijah, one for Jesus. But in doing that, he was actually elevating Moses and Elijah to be equal with Christ. Yeah. Well, Christ is so much better. And so there you have the Father himself correcting Christ or correcting Peter you know and then um, Luke 22 54 through 62 this is where we we actually talked about this last week where he denied Christ yeah. even after being warned that he's going to mm-hmm. and then Galatians 2 like we were talking about earlier this evening this is where Paul had to correct Peter you know for showing favoritism and I don't bring all this all his faults out to throw him under the bus, but rather, despite all of this, mm-hmm. he was still the great apostle Peter that we well, know him Do you think that, let's just say, do you think Peter had to practice to not deny Christ? Oh, man. Yeah. Absolutely he this, did. And this was a big one he that he learned, learned from, from his it. practice, or his mistakes, and, yeah. And that's what we're saying. He had to practice to not deny Christ. Yeah. And... Um, we know from this account that he learned a lot from this incident. Right. And, and you know, we talked about John twenty one eighteen, where Christ was telling him, you're going to be girded where you don't want to go when, you, when you're when you older. Well, 
this is what Peter actually did in verse 19, you know, signifying the death that he was going to glorify God with. Peter was led to his death. Mm -hmm. And you know what? He died confessing Christ. Mm -hmm. Not denying him, but Mm -hmm. confessing him. That took practice. So by the end of Peter's life, he died for the Lord. But he had to learn from his shortcomings. Mm -hmm. He had to go through those shortcomings. He had to deal with all that in order to perfect him in the Lord. And, you know, he had to practice putting on the fruits of the Spirit. He had to practice through his mistakes, his shortcomings. And and that's what we see in Peter. And that's Mm -hmm. why he's such a good example for us. You know, and... with with all of it, you know. Do you have anything to add to that? Oh, I just saying, um we sorry, I forgot to sign. <laughs> hey, if you haven't signed on some phone, do it now. Um <laughs> No, I, I, I just for once I think that um it's important for us to understand that's why we have these accounts of Peter. Yeah. You know, I keep going back to these things are written for your learning. That's right. Okay. And that's why, you know, not to pick on Peter here, but these are written down for us to learn the examples from and to make corrections in our life. And understand we're going to slip up, you know? Yeah. But it's what you do after that um, that 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 counts. You know, um, when you make a mistake, God will f- forgive us. It, and we got to recognize it and, um, you know, not do it again. Practice. Practice it. To not do it again. Yeah. Or and to do something different. This is actually what I love about all the apostles is they all have, you see their different weaknesses and their different strengths. Mm-hmm. And we can relate to ourselves looking at them, you mm-hmm. know. We're like, uh, for example, somebody, one of our, our, the biggest excuses you'll hear is, well, God won't forgive me for what I've done. Mm-hmm. Well, that's when you turn to Paul. He killed and persecuted God's children, and yet God forgave him. So he's going to forgive you too, you know. And then if you're, if you feel like you're you're coming short quite a bit, turn to Peter. He was the great apostle Peter, you know. And even in in his days, he was known as one of the great mm-hmm. apostles, and so. You know, Peter, all of them are, are good examples for us. And coming from different different backgrounds, different personalities, and you see it in them, you know. But this actually leads us into, into us working together in, you know, working with the different personalities and figuring out how we can work together. Mm-hmm. You know, um... We just got done reading Galatians 5, 20, 22 through 26. But notice at the end of, in verse 26, let, let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. So we see that we have a responsibility to work together mm-hmm. in harmony with one another. And that's, again, <laughs> Jeb, that does not happen overnight. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It takes a lot of well, being around one another. And learning one another. Yeah, it's like a, a football team. Okay. Yeah, or, or any any sport, basketball team. team, or any of that. Yeah. Um, I, I I like the football because um, everyone has their job to do. Um, they're not. It's not. Not everyone can be the quarterback. Okay. Right. You know, and that's what I'm saying. Like, it, it takes uh, the lineman to block, quarterback to throw the ball, running backs. To run the ball, yep. Receivers to catch the ball, you know, and things like that. And that's just an example I can think of off the top of my head. We we can't all be on. We can't all be quarterbacks. Yeah. You, you, each one of us have our strengths and weaknesses, but together, collectively, we come together. We can drive the ball down the field and score a touchdown. Yeah. You know. And you know what? The I'm glad you brought out the team because they, when they work. Together, mm-hmm. that's when they're at their best. 
right? Like you can throw. How many people are on the field? Uh, there's eleven. Eleven. So you can on throw, each team. You can throw any eleven people together. Yeah. And you can call them a team. Yeah. Right. But even as they're all, you know, you got the the wide receiver, the running back, mm. the quarterback. You have mm. all the different ones. They they don't know each other, mm. right? When you have a team and they work together for for a long time, yeah, they know one another. Yeah, like for example, when I was playing baseball, there was one first baseman that could catch me because mm-hmm. when I was on third base, I have a natural curve, mm-hmm. and he's the only one who knew that natural curve. So when I would throw it, it would almost look like it was going to be off. But he knew it was going to curve back to him. Mm-hmm. And so we knew each other. And and if anyone else was on the first base, they would almost jump up to try to catch it, and then it would come back down. It's kind of hard to explain that, you know, over the, the mic. But we knew each other. Mm-hmm. And when you know each other, you're even stronger. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and that's the same as, as brethren, as a congregation. Mm-hmm. We have to know each other, mm-hmm. which means we have to spend that time together mm-hmm. and know each other's, learn each other's strengths and weaknesses. Like if, Chad, I say this all the time, if I need somebody, like if I'm going into a study and I need somebody to cheer up the room, mm-hmm. I'm bringing you oh. <laughs> out of all the others because you're my Barnabas. Yeah. You have a certain, it's your personality. You have mm-hmm. a way of just upbeating the room, mm-hmm. you know, bringing everyone up. Your mom is really good at that, too. Mm. Maybe that's where you get it from. Yeah, it must be. <laughs> but, but, you know, it, it, if, but it depends on, you know, say I'm going to go into, you know, where somebody just needs to lay it out like, this is it. Take it or leave it. Mm-hmm. David's good at that. Yeah. You know, this is what the Bible says. Take it. You know? <laughs> so well, if, if I'm going to be going into a study where I think that's going to be helpful, I'm bringing David. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But I would never know that if I didn't know you guys. Yeah, right. You know, Okay, I'm not sure exactly what happened, but we had a stopped re- <laughs> equipment malfunction. But we're back. We're back. And you were saying that um, you wouldn't know that unless um, you you knew if who I didn't we know were. You guys, yeah, yeah. But you know that took a lot of time and dedication on on all of our parts to get to know one another. Yeah, it took us, you know, hanging out outside yeah. of church and lots and, of time. You know and. That's how we should be to, with one another. You know, we need to show that kind of love and dedication towards one another to arm us better for yeah. that fight. And, and just just a quick story: I, I got put on a crew when I was younger, um, and they put me running the saw. And I was standing right next to a guy who was doing the welding, who was welding this stuff together, and he was struggling like crazy. And it was just killing me to watch this guy struggle because <laughs> i could weld circles around him and i'm running the saw that we should switch roles here you know and it was very frustrating and it was because the foreman didn't know any of us right so he just put me around in the saw and it was just killing me i'm like man i should be doing the welding <laughs> anyways that that's we got to get to know each other as brethren yeah so that we can learn each other's strengths and weaknesses yeah. um today just for example, there's a guy come in a, into our office, and um, he's Spanish guy. Well, me, neither me nor Katie could talk to this guy at all. Well, guess what? I know who to call. I called Jenny. She comes down. She speaks Spanish. She took care of him yeah. immediately because I, I, I didn't want to do, and he was trying to do uses like Google Translator and stuff, you know? Mm. I'm like, oh. Guess what? I know who to call. So I only bring that up because sometimes if we're going into a study, just like you're saying, there's other there's there's people in the congregation, in the brethren, in the in 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 the Lord's church that might be better with different subjects or different. Um, they've they've done more studying in this area. They know how to deal with right. this issue or whatever, and you immediately know because you know the people. You know who to call. Yeah. When you have a problem, and. Uh, there was no way I was going to help in that situation. Um, I only know a few Spanish words. Okay, yeah. I don't. <laughs> and it's like no, I'm not even going to try. Okay, I'm not even going to try because I there's no way anything's going to happen. Right. 
and and I know that we're short on time. Yeah, let's we got end. we got like six minutes. Okay, so let's end by looking at Ephesians four, one through three, <clears throat> because here it's really calling out how we are to work with one another. You know, the more time we spend with one another, it's not just hanging out; it's hanging out in a certain way with one another. So. As Paul is writing here to the Ephesians, he says, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called, with all lowliness and gentleness, with long-suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. So notice in verse 2, it's really calling out the fruits of the Spirit, right? Yeah. Lowliness, gentleness. And again, this does not come overnight you know like it's something that we have to practice it's something i have to practice and and that's right and but what i want to bring out is looking at verse two and then referring back to verse one so if we are not gentle long-suffering or bearing with one another in love then we are not walking worthy of the calling with which you were called we are not walking worthy of the lord and so, it's very important to walk in a way that is worthy and pleasing to the Lord. Because if we're not gentle and, and long-suffering and, and bearing with one another, then we're not walking worthy. And, and we do this all endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit. Now, another word for uh, endeavoring is uh, eager to maintain. So it's that wanting yeah. to maintain this unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. I got a cross-reference here I want to yes. read real quick. Philippians um, 2, 5, and through, 5 through 8. But oh, just, yeah. just Philippians 2, 5 says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ. That's okay? right. The reason why we want to be this way is because that's the way Christ was. Amen. You know, um, and that's how we have to represent ourselves. Yeah, um, that's why we're different. That's why we light up a room. You can't or, you can't call yourself a Christian if you're not seeking to be like Christ. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. very good and, point. And, and and the thing is, like he says here in this, um, he says these attitudes do not come naturally, but must be cultivated by the demonstration of our place uh, above others and ourselves. Only the Spirit can empower us to treat people this way constantly. Yeah, so, and you know what? This is actually another reason. Why we need to work together. Yeah. Because you know what? Chad, you're better at, at things that, than I am at, at certain things. Yeah. And and vice versa, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, then we learn from one another. Sure. Like, I learn how to be better, uh, more upbeat mm-hmm. because of you. Yeah. You know, and I learn to be, in other situations, more direct with people mm-hmm. than trying to beat around the bush. Sometimes you just need to be direct. Yeah. And it's all from learning from brethren. Yeah. And it, depending on who you're talking to, depending on all that, but we we learn from one another. Yeah. And that's actually what makes us stronger in the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what's so beautiful. Like, Sarah, mm-hmm. she is gung-ho about spreading the word to everyone. Yeah. I can learn from that. Like, sure. <laughs> what is your secret? Like, wow. how do you bring up God it's in great. every conversation, yeah, you know? it's great. And so, uh, me and my wife recently actually started to to have like a friendly competition between each other Mm -hmm. anytime we go out we see who can hand out more cards Mm -hmm. (laughs) just to challenge one another Mm -hmm. um but you know it's working together Mm -hmm. you know and of course that's my wife and and all that but we do the same thing like chad i do the same thing with you like Mm -hmm. I think of you like a brother now. Yeah. And I, I hope oh, yeah. you feel the same. Oh, way. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, I'm I'm comfortable with you to coming over to my house without it being clean. Yeah, like, right. <laughs> sure, know, yeah. You've gotten past that point. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You can come over while it's dirty. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but again, it's working together. And, and that's, you and, know. And it's our duty. It's our calling. That's right. It's what we've been called to do. Like, we have to be Christ-like. Yeah. And it's not an... A natural instinct. No. You know, we were talking the dog. A dog is born knowing how to swim. Yeah. Where'd they learn that? It's a natural instinct. 
I'm sorry, but you are not going to have a natural instinct to be a Bible scholar or a, <laughs> yeah. a mathematician. In fact, you're, you're born into the world with worldly desires. Yeah. Right? It's not just going to come naturally to That's us. Right. Like, we all, and especially in this day, we don't want to get into that. Uh, everyone thinks that they're owed something today right. in, this, in this culture that we live in. That, yeah. That things that, that you are um, entitled to. Like you're, you know, and, 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 and that's not how it is. We, we, we don't have these natural instincts to do this, to be Christ-like. Right. It's something that we have to train and practice. Practice. That's what we're saying. We, we have to practice these things because they don't come naturally. That's it's right. It's not like a dog that knows how to swim. Okay. So you got to practice it. And that's, that's, that's right. exactly what we're, we're talking about. Very good point. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a, a great place to end actually. Yeah, and I apologize for um, the break. I don't know what happened. I tried a new, uh, f- what would you call it, fitting, and maybe that's that was a problem. So I apologize for the disruption there, but that's how it is. So we're, we're, we're always learning, right? That's right. <laughs> so thanks, everyone, for being with us. Um, we'll look forward to another study next week. Thank you, everyone.